0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 503 with our review of Oceans 8. I'm Christopher Schnasey. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you this week. We're catching up on some more films from these past uh, few weeks, and we are here to talk about Oceans 8. Stephen Miller, how are you doing tonight?
1: Doing okay. Uh, So... In in case you haven't heard the preamble to the last episode, we've been gone for a little while. Uh, In the last recording, I had just gotten back from France and Tahiti, and since then, I've been in Korea, and I'm about to fly to, like, two other places that are not as exciting. (laughs) Anyway, it's been
0: (laughs) One of them is LA.
1: Yeah, yeah, the other one's Salt Lake City. Anyway, they're nowhere near as exciting, but all I'm saying is it's, like, it's been a rather crazy couple weeks. And we're kind of, like, squeezing in some recording time in between travel and work and other things. So I hope we can hit a good pace soon. Yeah. Um, I forgot to mention in the last episode, but I did get to catch a lot of movies on the plane from Korea. Um, Game Night, which I greatly enjoyed. Amazing movie. Jumanji. I thought that was pretty good, actually. I like Jumanji. <laughs> I thought that was, like, a solid plane movie. It was It was funny. It didn't feel too pandering. Like, I, I had a fun time with that one. Uh, what else? There, I, I saw Deadpool 2, not on the plane, but I finally saw that, too. So I, I've been slowly building up back to, like, my old movie-watching habit. Yeah. So I'm and, feeling, feeling and good.
0: And for the record, you were less hot on Deadpool 2, two than I was, correct?
1: Mm, a little bit. I, I still liked it. I thought it was clever. I don't think it was, like, leaps and bounds. I, I think the the post credit scene is by far the funniest part of Deadpool 2. I think, like, both Deadpool movies have this kind of humor where it's, like, make a joke every five seconds, you know? And... The ratio will probably be like you laugh once every two minutes, and that's still a good ratio, but it's an exhausting ratio. And yeah. Deadpool Two was structurally more clever, but it still tried to do that joke, joke every few seconds thing. And I think like if it had eased up and like let itself rely more on the structurally funny material rather than trying to be like funny and grand, funny in the grand like strokes, but then also funny in like every line delivery. It I don't know it. It tries to be a little too funny, I think. And that's the Deadpool brand. It's fine. It's yeah. what it's catering to. But, but, it, to me, it gets that part gets a little exhausting. But I thought it was a much more clever movie than the first one. And yeah, I had I, some I, big laughs. I thought it
0: was incredibly smart. Like, it yeah. was a very, very smart... Like, the fact that it starts with him being so obsessed with the plot, uh, the plot of uh, the film Logan. Mm-hmm. And then how much of... They, they how much they steal yeah, the yeah. motivations of the character and everything like straight up take this from yeah. that film and it's like he's like oh, i can do a better logan and then he proceeds to make the film logan again like, it, it, it's, but
1: then with uh hunt for the wilder people just for <laughs> yeah, just for added just benefit for um but, but yeah there were okay. other I, I saw at least one like dramatic plane movie that came out this year i don't remember what it was but it was like not that memorable. Whatever. Dramatic
0: plane, a um, film for watching on a plane, like not, a dramatic not about film, planes.
1: a dramatic film that came out either beginning of this year, or end of last year, that just now was making it to an airplane. But okay. who knows? But doesn't doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, I'm here. I'm back. We're on movie two of three for the night. Yep, feeling good.
0: We don't. We don't want to. We don't want to. Uh, I was going to say heist away the review of Ocean's 8 to keep talking about other films. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It doesn't really work, but we're going to go with it. Um, Yeah, so we're going to take a listen to the trailer for Ocean's 8, and then we're going to come back and give you a review. Do you know this one? No. Debbie Ocean, convicted felon. Her brother, Danny Ocean, more convicted felon. She was present on the night of the incident.
1: Ooh. So... So you want to hit a jewelry store? Not exactly. The diamond mine.
0: Yes, that's exactly right. Or what?
1: The Met. You're no good, you're no good, you're no in three and a half weeks, the Met will be hosting its annual ball, and we are going to rob it. Oh, oh look at you. $16.5 million in each of your bank accounts five weeks from now. That's a lot. They've got every inch of this place covered.
0: This is the most sophisticated security in the world. How long did it take you to figure all this out? Five years, eight months, and 12 days.
1: Why do you need to do this?
0: Because it's what I'm good at.
1: Okay, everybody, let's get started. Here we go. Counting down.
0: Three...
1: Two, one. Came on. She said... Dear God, that was spectacular. Seal the exits. We prepared for this. We will not be the prime suspect... Wait, 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 wait. Every time you, you move it,
0: they have to start from scratch. Sometimes. What you what do? Do? I Turn it on. Oh. oh. All right, so that was the trailer for Ocean's 8. Uh, basically, it follows uh, Danny Ocean's sister, uh, who has just spent... Uh, Several years in jail, she gets out on parole, and uh, she hatches a plan to steal some really, really fancy diamonds from uh, the Met Gala. Uh, Stephen Miller, what did you think of this film?
1: I thought this movie was pretty good, actually. I didn't think it was amazing. Like, if I'm stack ranking against the originals, obviously Ocean's Eleven has a pizzazz and a newness that this one doesn't. It's kind of not even fair to put it up to that standard, you know, like oceans 11 came out in 2001 and it was it wasn't literally the first of its kind like there's an original oceans 11 even but it was the first sparkly heist movie like this in a very long time it very clearly was just like doing something new but i think i like this better than like oceans 13 for instance i think this is actually like a pretty cleverly made movie with interesting characters who bounce off each other um I think the heist they plan is actually like very fun to watch. I enjoyed this lets you peer in a lot more into the architecting of the plan rather than doing that, that thing that movies kind of like to do now where they just leap over the planning of it and are like, we'll just show you in real time and then let you be impressed by every little twist that happens.
0: Um, I I, I like that, like eh. that, that, that trope now where you're watching the real heist as they're planning it around right. the table like i i think it's a fun like sure. motif like it, it's it's
1: i i enjoy watching the pieces come together here and i think for the most part this this is like pretty cleverly constructed it it, it falls for what a lot of these heist movies fall for where there's like um i don't think it's a spoiler to say there is like a con within a con you know like that that's always happening there's like a meta a meta heist going on also And almost always when that happens, if you think too hard, it kind of nullifies all the other things they did. It's like, oh, well, I guess that would have worked too. (laughs) But (laughs) but anyway, regardless of like basic plot, I think it it was good. I think the like directing and editing has something to be desired. It doesn't have like the pop that Ocean's Eleven had, for instance. I think it like it feels a lot more kind of chill and restrained. I don't know if it was just the theater I watched it in, but the dialogue even sounded like a lot quieter than i'm used to like it didn't feel like a movie that was really like grabbing my attention but i do think the characters are really good actually i liked uh sandra bullock obviously is a good i think debbie ocean is her name or denise ocean <laughs> something very similar to danny um, <laughs> yeah, something Kate <laughs> blanchett is a good like brad pitt type character the the side person who just always has something new going on um, I thought Rihanna was actually a cool hacker. I enjoyed her character a lot, uh, and I thought Anne Hathaway was actually quite funny in this movie. Kind yeah. of like steering into the skid of what people think of her as a person, and kind of playing that up for laughs, and then doing some fun, fun reversals there. So yeah. I don't know. Overall, I thought this was like a a pretty clever, star-studded affair. I think tighter editing could have made like the jokes work a little better. This movie kind of felt happy to just let jokes sort of fizzle it wasn't really trying to have a big pep in its step or anything like that but i i enjoyed it i had a i had a good time with it i was kind of surprised to find that this movie was getting a lot of like middling to low reviews like i i don't think this is amazing it's not like this isn't steven soderbergh making a new movie but i think for what it is it's very good like way better than ghostbusters for instance <laughs> if we're talking about like female reboots of originally male cast i think this stands alone totally easily i would be happy to watch a second one
0: yeah yeah. i mean i i i think it was a a very fun film i uh, i I kind of get what you mean about it just it not being in your face and i Mm -hmm. think that kind of goes to an interesting thing about her character where her character has been sitting in jail prison whatever uh thinking about this and kind of like narrowing down everything she needs to do to pull this thing off perfectly um to the point where it's like There's this level of confidence that she has that is not a showy confidence. It's a very subdued confidence. And Mm -hmm. that I think that lends itself to the whole film. Like these are people who are just really good at their jobs and not showboating about it, not trying to one up each other in what they brought to the job. It's people who are just like, oh, we need this many people. We got this many people. We're going to do our thing. Each of us is important to this all working. And we're not. Fighting. We're not trying to brag about what we're going to use the money for. We're not mm. trying to do all these things that you get in a lot of like male-led heist films, where it's like yeah. it's a bunch of bros like doing things like like in uh, the Italian job, right? Where like uh, who is it that buys the little motorcycle and he can't even drive oh, yeah. it? Uh, yeah, 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 I don't. Is it
1: Seth Green? No. I don't. I don't. Th- I'm going to look this up. You keep talking. No, we're going to look this up so that I can delete that if I say it. in my head it's Seth Green. <laughs> but I mean. I I don't I don't know if I remember the plot of it, but certainly Seth Green as Lyle is doing
0: in the movie. Yeah, Seth Green (laughs) is in the movie. Yeah, in my head, there's like he really really wants this uh, this like little crotch rocket motorcycle, and he finally gets it, but he's too short to actually hold it upright. And I think he dumps it like when he's showing up to the group, like look what I bought, guys. Anyways, unimportant. Like Mm -hmm. this film isn't like that, and it's not very showy, and it's not very flashy, and. The things they're the 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 tasks they're doing to complete this heist and the planning are not super flashy. They're just like very very simple things that they have to do that they just do with confidence and pull off. And like it's like watching them do these little things is not like oh shit he like got on a thing and swung down and then flipped over a thing and then like scooted underneath and blew up a wall. It's not that type of heist film. It's just people executing a very simple plan in a way that's like. That is smart.
1: Yeah, it feels kind of like sometimes more back in the older days before Netflix when like television would just be on like as a distraction. I would just have cable on. I would sometimes late at night watch like poker matches in Vegas and stuff and like watching people just like play well in that kind of subdued way where they're wearing sunglasses and they're like acting like they don't really care. There's a joy to that, right? Just seeing like, I see what you did. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Nice props and like that it never reaches like a high volume or gets particularly like thrilling but it is like it's a fun way to spend a couple hours
0: yeah yeah and i think i think it's fun to see how the uh how they sort of like open it up from like the initial people they think their need to like needing to plan with more people and kind of like the way the the envelope of who's involved like <laughs> starts to sort of balloon up towards the end of the film and i, I think it, it's it's a it's a fun film Um, and it's like, I I was never bored. Like I, I I happened to be extremely tired when I went to the film Mm -hmm. and I was like, I could feel myself being tired, but I was always captivated and like trying to watch and like see what was going to happen next. And I, and like you said, like the cast is, is really fun. And just watching them do their thing is.
1: Did you, this is inside baseball for the listeners. I'm sorry. Did you go to the Met on your day off in New York? I did not. Know. Oh, okay. I knew you were in Central Park. I didn't know if you visited it. It, it like it is fun watching a job take place at like a, a museum that I'm familiar with. Like it, it's very if it wasn't shot on location, they at least like recreated the feeling of being there very very well. Um and that that's always a little fun, right? Kind of like the Da Vinci Code thing of seeing like real places get yeah. get some elaborate trick pulled on yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I um it also has, I think, maybe the funniest James Corden I've seen before. <laughs> like, this is one of the few times where James Corden hasn't annoyed me in a movie. He's actually, like, really, like, gets a lot of the good laugh lines and fits the universe very well. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I liked it. I, I just think of it. It was tonally odd. Like, if they were trying to make a massive hit, I feel like they, like, turned the volume down a little bit more than they should have. Like, they probably should have had a few more... Pops and like like any movie of this magnitude with so many different characters, some of them get the short straw. Like I don't feel like I know Mindy Kaling's arc very well, right? Yeah. I don't think I get Sarah Paulson's but she, character at I mean, all. She in is, this movie.
0: Uh, uh, Mindy Kaling is like integral to the plot. She's integral plot. Like, like to the her, plot, yeah. yeah, like you. That's the thing too. Is is a lot of times if you watch other films, there is a bunch of time devoted to. How important that person is and like watching them do something big the Mm. first time you see them. Like even if you look at like uh, Now You See Me, right? Yeah. Like you watch some big elaborate trick that person did and that's why they're being recruited because like they're so good. And this is like they already know these people. Mm -hmm. So they're not like out and about and then like scoping somebody out and then trying to recruit them. Each person is like, oh, I know a person would be good, and they just go get that person. Yeah. And sure, the person demonstrates something, but it's it's really just people who are experts at their craft who are like, oh, you doing anything Saturday? You want you want to do a job with us? Lots of money involved. All right, let's do this. And then they just go do it. So yeah. there, there's something fun about that too, where it, it's it we're, we're almost joining these people as if we have known about them the whole time. Um, We're just sort of like thrown in. It's not a bunch of like mini origin stories that build up who these people are and why they're so great and perfect with the job. It's just like, Oh yeah, you need a jewelry person. Bring her, bring her over. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, I also think people, um, certain characters kind of defied expectations. Like Helena Bottom Carter plays a designer in this movie who is kind of supposed to be a little out there obviously it's a hell in the bottom card <laughs> has she ever played a character who wasn't a little extreme <laughs> um I, I, i'm not, not sure I <laughs> yeah but but anyway she kind of seems like she's going to be comic relief and the wacky designer who is yeah, helping to pull off a heist but is mostly just being herself um and then there are a few moments in the movie where she like flips into being kind of very suave and like she speaks french and she is like having a, a tete-a-tete with like the the Cartier guy and I, it's just most characters here get a little bit of a hint that like hey we're a little cooler than we're letting on from the surface level thing and yeah. nobody really has to just be the butt of the joke uh Anne Hathaway is another great example who kind of starts out as a joke but gets more than enough moments in this movie to kind of like peel back the curtain and be like by the way I'm like I'm actually pretty interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like it. It's a story about vengeance too. That's always that's always fun. Yeah. Uh, they pick a good douchebag to project all of our desires for vengeance upon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's not a movie to say a whole lot about, except that I think that it's cleverly executed, except for what I find to be like a big plot hole at the end that uh, would have uh, made many people, including Mindy Kaling, irrelevant. But <laughs> but it's fine.
0: Uh, oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean. No, because that. I, I mean, I think I know what you're talking about. We don't have to have a spoiler section. We can have an off-air talk about. I'm pretty sure that, like, the thing that you're adding that that's a side thing that still required all the other things to happen. Uh, like the whole reason that is even allowed to happen is because the other event is taking place. Like, if you can't sure, it,
1: but the other event gets rectified in the moment. In a way that has nothing to do with Mindy's job. Anyway, we can talk off mic.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think You're there's like some me, holes Steven. in
1: this plot, but it, that, that's okay. You know, it's not it's <laughs> well, not a big deal.
0: For for me, the the thing that like is <laughs> the thing that was really annoying and like was the the one really really dumb thing about this film. Uh, for the most part, everything they're doing seems super believable, right? Everything is like this is great. Like I'm totally fine with this plot. Everything is awesome. Except for the fucking glasses Mm -hmm. that scan the necklace. I like that. That is the dumbest
1: thing I've ever seen. I enjoyed that. I, I think the visual of what it's doing wasn't done that well. But I really... I mean, we work in a company that does... 3d scanning from multiple views I, and like watching no. wa- watching this person watching helena bonham carter like crane her neck awkwardly to try to like walk around a thing and see every angle i got i got like extra laughs, laughs from that from how, but from like, how awkward that looked the
0: idea that like the scan is its own progress bar like just the the, the ux bar was the dumbest thing i've ever seen in my life sure. and like the fact that like they're like oh no this thing can't scan a non-symmetrical nondescript object when her head tilted on its side like it just it didn't it didn't make sense at all and it was like so dumb and it was the one thing that sort of took me out of the film because like everything else I was like I'm 100% on board with weird glasses scanning things I was just like no You're,
1: you're not curious about certain magnets and how that might affect the viability of this scan Rep- and, uh, I don't want to give away the movie. It's too yeah, yeah. hard. I, I, there are a little, little bits. But it's true with Ocean's Eleven, too. Like, there's always little bits you can nitpick. And I think if I were to go back and revisit the Ocean's movies now, I'd probably find all sorts of similar things. Like, different characters get to be funny. Like, Casey Affleck's character gets to be funny. But I don't know that I'm convinced in that movie of why he's, like, an integral teammate. You know, like, there's always movies where, like, some of the characters get more to do than others. And the plot is so kind of circuitous and, like, it has a twist, but there's a twist on the twist and then a twist on the twist. And when you look back, you're like, did the middle (laughs) stuff have to happen? But but it's still a fun ride.
0: If you you backtrack on your twist too many times, then there's just no
1: twist. Right. Um, But but it's still a fun ride. I, I had a good time with it.
0: Yeah, I mean so I, mean, I think I think the big question is uh if they go on to make more of these films. I mean I think we're probably both in for checking out um the the potential more ones to come.
1: Yeah. Yeah I'm good for oceans nine and ten, I guess. And then they're gonna <laughs> meet and then they're gonna have a force awakens in oceans fourteen. That'll be fun.
0: Nice. <laughs> um yeah, any any last things to say about this film?
1: Um there is a moment at the end of the movie where you think a cameo is going to happen oh yeah yeah i was glad it didn't i was glad the way this movie ended i think i've heard people complaining otherwise thinking that it was like a weird note to end the film on but i thought it was suave as hell i liked it
0: yeah you know i, I thought 100 percent somebody was going to show up mm. <laughs> and participate in that martini yeah <laughs> But anyways, uh, what do you say, Stephen? We get into verdicts for Ocean's it. 8. All right. If you're going to use a must-see, recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it?
1: I mean, I'm mean, i giving it a recommend with a caveat. I think this isn't a movie to race out to see. Like, it doesn't have that urgency. It's not trying to have that urgency, but it does have a, a cool factor. Like, it has a style and a suaveness. And I think for what the film set out to do, which is kind of rekindle some of the fun of these heist movies and give us cool women to watch rather than just these, you know, bros doing bro heists. I think it totally succeeded. I think it it nailed it and it didn't go too big and that's part of the appeal because that is how they would have done this job. It, it's different from how Danny Ocean and, you know, Brad Pitt eating a sandwich would do the job. Like, <laughs> they're, they're different styles and I like that. So, yeah, not urgent. I think, like, better editing and more exciting direction would have given it a little bit more of the pizzazz that i think some of the oceans movies got to have before but i think the cast is great and i think if you had any desire to see this i don't think you're going to be disappointed like again i'm kind of surprised that this movie isn't getting more unanimously positive buzz i don't really know what it was missing to satisfy people
0: yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what would have made it better than what it is right now. Um, I think for me, it's also recommend the caveat. Um, I, I had a good time with it. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was an enjoyable ride. It is kind of funny if you think about it. Like the the heist that we're watching is motivated by a combination of revenge and desire to have a great sum of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they were to hypothetically succeed <laughs> and get the revenge and get the some giant sums of money um they seem pretty dead set on the things that they need and mm. there's not really a reason to continue to do more heists right so like the next one if they succeeded <laughs> would have to be about just the drive for doing like pulling off something bigger mm. right um so they've kind of like painted themselves into a corner i guess of like justifying why this crew would come back together to do another job in the future yeah. um which i mean like, like i said like that, that's enough right they like we're, we all retired but like life isn't that fun when you need the excitement of sure yeah pouring they, water into vodka bottles
1: <laughs> yeah they realize they're bored and they want to get get the thrill of the chase again yeah, yeah.
0: um so or maybe one of the other characters gets screwed over by a guy mm-hmm. And then it turns into a big revenge thing again. Um, But, uh, yeah, so...
1: I forgot to tell you, female Spence was in this movie. Oh, no. That was a part of my interesting feeling watching it. So for those who don't know, new (laughs) listeners, Spence, quite famously, was an audience member when Chris and I watched Dirty Grandpa years ago, whenever, whenever, <laughs> di- I 2015, I don't know. Whenever Dirty Grandpa came out. Ba- back
0: before I was a dirty grandpa.
1: Yeah. Way back when Chris <laughs> was just the dirty dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was a character in the audience who we called Spence, who was clearly high, or maybe his whole life is just high. I, it wasn't clear. But every time anything funny in the movie happened, he went, like just the most outrageously Annoying laugher in the world, who was way too eager to hear you know uh, the f word or pretty much any sort of dirty humor at all, this movie had the female version of Spence, which is not as obnoxious in her loudness, but that almost made it worse so before <laughs> the movie, she and her friends were talking, and through every trailer, they were just going like, "Oh, I want to see that, oh my God, that looks great, and you could just tell from the volume that like this was not going to be a pleasant movie experience, yeah. sitting next to them. And you could, like, this group of friends wanted so badly to come out and see, like, a riotous laugh-out-loud comedy. And the whole movie, you could hear her trying to turn this movie into that, even though it wasn't. So there would be, like, little things that are just barely jokes. And you could hear her, like, "Mm." (laughs) 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 And, like, she never got that laugh. And I felt so bad for her and so frustrated because all she was left with was, like, (laughs) like, (laughs) <laughs> anyway, that was female Spence. She toned down like once she realized the movie wasn't going for like big laugh lines, but it yeah. took her like 45 minutes to, to settle down.
0: <laughs> Good times. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of settling down, <laughs> that is going to bring us to the end of this review of Ocean's 8. Uh, Stephen Miller, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do
1: that? They can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com.
0: People can find me at Christopher or Twitter.com slash You can find the podcast over at the spoiler where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so in overcast stitcher, Apple podcasts or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to the episodes to go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoiler warning or like us at facebook.com slash the spoiler warning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at the spoilerwarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site, Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Ocean's Eight, so hopefully you are enjoying that. Um, yeah, that is it. We are going to take off and bring you one last review of Won't You Be My Neighbor. So let's get ready to hop on the trolley and go to whatever.
1: <laughs> As they famously say in Ocean's Eight. <laughs>